Hi everyone, thanks for joining me on the Unpreached Truth About God and Money podcast. I'm your host, Nikolai. Today we are going to be discussing something that's going to be relevant for our lives. Let me start off by giving this example and we'll run into our title. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you were working so hard that you found yourself fatigued? Or perhaps you went to the gym and you lifted uh, heavy weights, but then at some point your muscles would not give. You didn't even feel motivated to work out anymore. If you've ever experienced this, you may have been dealing with some sort of burnout or fatigue. In a similar way, this happens sometimes when we are dealing with our financial situations, when we're dealing with our work, when we're dealing with our budget, we can experience burnout. You may have budget burnout if you find yourself losing motivation to set up your budget, to execute your plan, uh, to, to push forward to get out of debt. You may see uh, the symptoms of this as just losing a sense of interest in what you were first uh, feeling compelled to do. Or perhaps you found yourself overly frustrated because you had set up something earlier in the beginning of the month. And as you were trying to follow the plan, life happened. Life happened when your car uh, that you thought was going to work all of a sudden broke down. Life happened when you had your house and you were taking care of yourself and all of a sudden something broke in your house. Life happened when you had an unexpected medical bill that you thought the insurance was going to cover. And these things far exceeded what you thought was going on in your budget. In fact, you realize that over and over again that you've tried to execute the plan of this budget, but yet you found yourself increasingly frustrated. You're tired. You feel like you're spinning your wheels. You feel like a hamster in one of those giant wheels and not going anywhere. You feel like a person running on a treadmill with nowhere to go. You've you've lacked and lost motivation to move forward. We all can experience burnout as it pertains to our budgets. But I want to be able to give you not just some examples of budget burnout when you get irritated and completely done with all of what you've been trying to do in terms of getting out of debt or stabilizing your finances or even increasing your income. But I want to be able to share with you some practical ways that you can deal with budget burnout to help you get from one space to another. So there's an acronym that I want to be able to use with you. It's called PEER, P-E-E-R-R. That's plan, execute, evaluate, repeat, rest. Again, that's plan, execute, evaluate, repeat, rest. PEER. Here's how I'm going to be able to show this example. If you notice in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible introduces God as the creator of not just the world, but also of the universe. And here God is going to spend seven or seven days creating. Uh, from the biblical account, it was a week that God created everything. And so the six days he's going to be able to create stuff. And on the seventh day, he's going to rest. But in order to do this, there's something that needs to happen. First, there has to be a plan. God has a plan in place. Everything that we see in the visible world came from an invisible mind when we're thinking about how we're going to design a product design a service design a building 
Perhaps you have plans to build a house. Perhaps you have a business plan. Perhaps you're trying to put together a product or some sort of design. Uh, out of your mind, you think of something, and then later as you work on it, it comes into existence. Well, in the same way, God thought of the world, thought of the universe, and out of his thoughts, God spoke, and then whatever he spoke, it became. And so we saw in Genesis chapter 1 that the Bible says, and God said, let there be light, and there is light. So God, in his mind, is thinking of something. He's planning for it. And he's, in order for it to come about, he has to first draw up a plan on how this is going to be done. So I don't know where in the creator's mind this happened. I don't know if there was uh, debates, conversations, or whatever else. But whatever was understood, there was a plan to create the world. And there was a plan on how the world was going to be created and how long that project would take. And then when you and I come into the equation and animals and other light forms, and there would be a plan for to no longer uh, continue with the project. And so here's what it says in Proverbs 21 verse 5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Notice that in the biblical account in Genesis chapter 1, that God made a decision when he planned on what he needed to do. So if it was day one, day one would have light. Day two, a different activity. Day three, a different activity. Day four, a different activity. Everything was going to have a particular structure and pattern that was going to take place. What we see even from a deeper level, and if you look at the scholarship behind it, um, God would um, separate and he will fill. He separates light from darkness. He separates the expanse from the expanse, the waters from the waters. He separates the land from the sea. And then later in the project, he will fill it in. He'll fill it in with the sun, moon, and stars. He'll fill it in with plants and life forms. He'll fill it in with animals and human beings. And then, of course, Sabbath or the seventh day, which would uh, be in the biblical account, be a Saturday. He would separate the seventh day from the rest of the week. Um, as part of the plan. So, so God does everything and he has a plan before he does it. So here's what we've learned from the Proverbs. The Proverbs suggests that the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Part of the reason why we have budget burnout is because we spend time doing things quickly and not carefully thinking about what we're going to do. Sometimes we get so passionate, we want to get out of debt, we want to buy this new car, we want to go get this new house, we want to go and find our place here and there, we want to go on vacation, and so we try to make moves too fast. Instead of strategically planning how we're going to do things within a 30-day window. Some of us get paid once a month, some of us get paid twice a week, some of us get paid every week, or some of us may get paid daily, or maybe your, your payments are just based on whatever job you do. At the end of the day, you should strategize your particular budget on when you're going to take care of things. You should have a time when you're going to plan for the budget each month and take ample time to plan for it. You should have a time where you're going to execute certain bills versus other bills. You should plan it out in a particular month, just like your organization plans when they're going to pay you payroll. You need to plan when you're going to pay your bills. And you need to set it up in a way that creates enough 
uh, space for you and enough relief for you, but also allows you to take care of your responsibilities. Sometimes what happens is that we cram in all the bills we want to pay on one side of the month, and then we limp along the next couple of weeks with low, with low funds. And by the end of the month, we find ourselves fatigued because we, want to now, we don't want to have to go through that again. And so remember, the first part of the acronym is that you have to plan. The second one is execute. Now, everyone always wants to pull the trigger uh, to execute, but consider what happens in, again, the Genesis account, Genesis chapter 1. God came up with a plan, and then he executed. All the tasks that needed to be done for day one took place on day one. Now, some of us may say to ourselves, what's the big deal of that? Well, the big deal of that is that God, conceivably, if somebody, if there's a being that exists that is called God, then God would be all-powerful and would be able to be capable of doing anything at any given time. God could have just created the entire world, separated light from darkness, did everything with the seas, filled in human beings, created the animals, did everything in one particular day. That probably could have been done in an hour. So why was this spaced out? Well, I believe it's spaced out because when God is going to do something, God wants to do it the right way. Sometimes the problem that we run into is we have our plan, but then when we're trying to execute our plan, we do too much. We do the most. We try to cram everything in of what we want to do and try to get it all done in the same day, all done in the same week, Instead of, again, looking at it from a strategic perspective. Look, consider Ephesians 5, uh, 15 through 16. It says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Consider this. When God executed the plan and he said, let there be light and there was light. And then God separated the light from the darkness. All of that took place in one day, but then not only did that take place in one day, but that activity did not cross over into another week or into another month. If you're going to plan to do something and then you want to execute that plan, fulfill your obligation. If you say, I want to get work done on Monday, get it done on Monday. If you plan and then you say, I want to make sure that this project is done by Friday, then get that project done by Friday. When you procrastinate or when you decide to wait for things to take place and then wait to do them later, you are not making the best use of time and it's going to create burnout for you. In, especially in, as, you, as it pertains to your budget. You may say to yourself, I'm not going to pay this particular thing now. I'm going to wait a couple of weeks. And it was part of your budget and plan and you know the resources are there, but you decided to do otherwise for whatever reason. Now when the end of the month comes and you have all these heavy bills, now you're scrambling to get all these things out. Why? Because you did not execute it the right way. Planning and execution needs to go hand in hand. Consider this next part of the acronym as we look at peer. Evaluate. When God saw the light and it was separated, every time for each day it said, and God saw it and it was good. Now, consider this. 
God knows what he's going to do. He executes what he's going to do. But then he evaluates, God evaluates what God does. God undergoes an evaluation process of the work that God is doing, which is incredible because God's work cannot necessarily have mistakes. God doesn't make mistakes according to scripture. And conceivably, if he's God, he's not going to make mistakes. But yet God evaluates what he's doing. It is, it is a part of the evaluation process. How often in your own spending, in your own budget, in your own life, do you undergo an evaluation process? That you begin to look at things and to pay attention to what you're doing and say, hey, uh, uh, this was, in fact, good. Let me explain this in a few ways. Some of us are too hard on ourselves, not realizing what we have accomplished. If you paid off $100 of debt, celebrate it. Qualify it by saying that was good. If you paid off $1,000, if you paid off 100000 if you were able to uh, increase um, um, more money that's going to be in your pocket, more disposable income, if you were able uh, to shift things around, if the budget worked, if there was some little thing that you can look at and say that was good, it's going to motivate you and cause you to realize that you're not a total failure. Because sometimes we spend a whole lot of time saying more negative things about what's not working than what is working. God didn't say anywhere in that Genesis narrative that, well, light is good, but I haven't yet created these other things. Well, uh, the sun, moon, and stars are good, but I haven't yet gotten this other stuff done. I'm not going to celebrate what's over here. I'm not going to rejoice about what's going on. I'm not going to qualify anything until the whole thing is done. That's not what happens. Every day, God plans for the project. He executes the project, and then he makes an evaluation by saying, that was good. We have to consider that in the little things that come across in our life, the, thing, the little things that we accomplish, when we do get that certificate for our academic program, when we do something well in the office and send an email out, when we do have an accomplishment, we need to be able to out loud say that that was good or cause some sort of evaluation. Find something positive that you have been able to accomplish. That will help you in the days where you feel like you're not making any progress. That will help you in the days when you're sick and tired of looking at the numbers in your budget. That will help you in the days where you feel stressed because you are watching your neighbor celebrate this other thing and you're watching your coworker celebrate this other thing. Find something. Is there anything that you can find to celebrate? Can you say, hey, that was good? When you didn't uh, go out and eat grocery uh, and, and when you didn't go out when you didn't go out and go to the restaurant for the whole week and you cooked at home did you say that was good begin to look at your life in a series of positives rather than in a series of negatives stop looking at your life in a way where you feel like Things have not been accomplished yet, so therefore nothing was accomplished. There have been accomplishments. Even if you were able to do something for one day, you should be able to celebrate that. The next thing I want to be able to share with you 
is the next step in this acronym is R for repeat. When God executes, when God plans and ev evaluates, then there is a repeat that happens. So we see the pattern of separating and filling, separating and filling. If there's one good thing that is working in your budget, repeat it. If there's one good thing that's working in your decision making as you move forward in success, repeat it. Excellence happens based on habits. And so you need to be able to consider that when something positive is working, you repeat it. For you to be able to grow muscles when you go to the gym and you're working out or you're trying to lose weight, it is repeating an action that strengthens your muscles or activates the thing that's needed to lose weight. Sure, there can be different things that are done, but with the same intensity, with the same passion, it's going to be able to come to pass. You have to be able to realize that there is something that's working. And if that thing is working, repeat that action. The last thing that we need to consider is rest. After the six days, we find that God creates everything. And now on the seventh day, he rests. Now, for some people, the seventh day is Sunday. And for other people, the seventh day is Saturday. I believe the biblical account speaks to Saturday. You can look at that in Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. You can see that in Exodus 20 in terms of the Ten Commandments. You can see that in Genesis 2, verse 1. But the point was that God saw everything that he did. It was very good. And then on the seventh day, he rested. He relaxed. He didn't do any work. In fact, part of the thing that comes up later uh, with the children of Israel after he frees them from Egypt. They come out as slaves. They're freed. And the worry that Pharaoh has is that Moses or Yahweh had called them to Shabbat or to rest. They had been working for 400 years straight. But now he's worried that this rest would happen. The rest reminds us of our creator and the fact that we're created and that we're not machines. But the rest also gives you a moment to reflect on all that was accomplished and to spend time with your family and friends and to be, have a time where you can rejuvenate and have peace. And so one thing that I do in particular is every Saturday I rest. I find time where I'm not dealing with work. I'm not dealing with school I try to spend time with my family, spend time with my creator, take moments of relaxation and peace. And I reflect on all the things that were accomplished throughout the week. And I find a space where anxiety cannot hit, where stress cannot hit, where I'm not worried about the budget, and I can be at rest. Many of us have stressful job situations, whether we're pastors, whether we're healthcare workers, whether we serve in the military, whether we serve in the defense 
uh, community or the intelligence community, whether we serve in politics, whether we're small business owners or stay-at-home parents. Even if we care for others, there's a lot that's going on. And these things can impact how you see the budget and how you feel whether you're accomplishing things or not. But I want to be able to remind you that if you follow some of these steps to consider, that these principles will help serve as a guide for us on how to be wise and not unwise, but also to find ways of understanding that burnout is real, but there is a way to move away from burnout so that you can have a balanced perspective. One thing that I also hold on to is this text that says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. I hope somewhere in your journey today that you will be reminded that in moments where you feel burnt out because of your budget, where you see the signs and symptom and you're losing motivation to accomplish whatever tasks you need to accomplish, that you would reflect and be reminded that there is a way that things can get better, that you can hold on a little while longer, and that soon your change will come.